Welcome, my real wellness friend. I'm so glad you're here today because we're going to be changing how you think, or at least hopefully changing how you think, about fitness, your exercise routine, how to design your exercise for your immediate goals. And we're going to use a concept from athletic training called periodization. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Many of my clients come to me with their busy professionals. They are very goal-oriented, just like you, and they say, I'm not motivated to exercise just for healthy aging long-term and general health. I want that, but on a day-to-day basis, what really motivates me is some immediate goal that I can see. Like, that's great. We can build around that. Do you want to be active year-round? Yes, Absolutely. You want to be able to see yourself as an active person, not just not just Sherry who exercise is, but Sherry the exerciser. It's, it's one of the ways that you see yourself. But how that looks can change. And actually, it should change regularly. And the reason for that is because of cross-training. Now, that's a buzzword from years and years ago. Just like HIT training, high-intensity interval training is a buzzword in fitness now, Cross-training used to be the big thing where, okay, in fact, we had cross-training shoes. We didn't just have running shoes and walking shoes and strength training shoes and whatever. These are cross-training shoes. You can do any kind of activity in those shoes. But it's something that is a concept that still should be part of, even though it's no longer the big fad, it is something that we should still be using in our fitness, in our exercise. So when you look at your immediate goals, you don't just want to think of them of, I'm going to do this for a short period and then stop. You also don't want to think in terms of, I'm going to do this for a short period and I don't care if it hurts me long-term. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get this done. And even if I injure myself or whatever, you know, long-term doesn't matter. Right, right now is all that matters. No, we want to keep the long view in mind But the immediate goal is what's going to be more motivating for you. And when my clients come to me with these immediate or they they want some type of immediate goal or maybe they have it already, it normally falls into either either a performance or a pain motivation. And I was talking with a PT, a physical therapist friend of mine about this, and she was like, this is how her clients come to her, too, that it's either a performance or a pain motivation. And there seems to be, in my years of doing this, there seems to be three really common performance or pain motivations that are for immediate goals. So for you, if you are someone who you, the last time that you exercised was back in PE and it was, you know, you are, if you're like me, you were the always the last one picked on the team because of whatever reason, or you have been a seasoned exerciser and you've exercised all your life, this is going to resonate with you because you can look at immediate goals. And even if you love working out, 
you can incorporate immediate goals and that's going to amp your motivation up even higher. So number one, number one most common thing that my clients come to me with is performance-based and that is adventure travel. Often it's hiking. I have clients who have hiked Kilimanjaro. I've had clients who've gone to do hiking and altitude things on really high places in China, just, you know, all kinds of cool stuff that my clients do. I'm like, oh, you know, you really need to take your your coach along with you. But somehow that's not happened. Anyway, so they do these cool things. And for that, we're really hiking inclines. Now, you could also, I've not had a client who has done this. Uh, if you're looking at training for this, I'd be, it'd be fun to, to help you out, is you know, cycling through Europe or something that's cycling based, but typically it's hiking is what people come to me with. It is a period of your training. Here's where we're focused. We're focused on lower body. We're focused on lower body alignment, balance exercises, core exercises, make sure your ankles are strong, lower body strength, hip flexibility. You really want to make sure that all of the hip and the pelvis area are very flexible. And the second focus is stamina. A lot of this is going to be lower body stamina strength, not strength training, but cardio training. So walking on a treadmill, jogging, even things like that, about 50 to even 75% is going to be lower body weight training stamina. 25 to 50%, probably more like about 25% could be Schwinn Airdyne bikes. I have a client that Um, That's something that we look at because that's going to include some upper body, but we're not really focused on upper body training during a period, that periodization term, during a period that you are focused on adventure travel. I mentioned periodization, that phrase earlier and just now, so I want to explain what periodization is. Periodization is something that we use in sports training. You have pre-season, during season, post-season you have different periods that you're focused on performance or that you're focused on injury prevention or you're focused on strength for you're focused on stamina you're focused on different things in different periods and that's a way of cross training as well so you end up helping to prevent injury for our purposes it not only does that it keeps us more motivated because it changes things up and it's also something immediate that you can shoot toward. Second most common thing that clients come to me with is pain related. It's a pain motivation, and that is stress relief. Stress relief to decrease cortisol to feel good, because they often will come to me not using the phrase stress relief. They'll come to me saying, I want to feel better. Or they'll come to me saying, okay, we've been eating intuitively, we've been exercising, but my body is not losing the weight. It's not, it's not getting to a, a weight that I would think it would get to with what I'm doing. Sometimes it's because stress is at a level that cortisol is too elevated and that impacts weight as well as how we feel. So during a period of wanting to focus on stress relief with your workout, no hit training. You might love it, but that would be a season that you don't want to do high intensity interval training because that spikes the adrenaline. It increases the cortisol. There are other times it's perfectly not only appropriate, but recommended. So it's all about periods. It's all about seasons. 
during this time, there would be, and there is for my clients who are, this is their path, is lots of walking, especially in nature. This is a time to include some upper body strength training. And if you are new to strength training, I'm just going to dive in here with this. If you're new to strength training, upper body, lower body, either one, check out episode 48, Get Stronger Starting Now. It's going to help you learn the terminology around strength training, learn some of the basics of setting up a strength routine. Obviously, I encourage everybody to get with a personal trainer. If you want to go virtual, you can work with me. You can work with somebody at a local gym for you, whatever. Just make sure you get some help with this. But listen to that episode, and it will help you communicate better with the person who's setting you up on a program. There's going to be, during a time of stress relief period, is going to be lots of stretching or Pilates, or yoga. Quick note on the yoga. Yoga we think of as being this, you know, relaxing thing. Yeah, but there is some yoga that is super intense. There is some yoga that it's hot yoga. There's a lot of jumping around. It really gets your heart rate up. That yoga, if it feels too intense to you, listen to your body. And at that season, it might be too intense for you. Choose a yoga that may be a more of a hatha yoga. Choose a yoga that's going to be more restful and peaceful. If you run regularly, this is a season. If stress relief is, is your motivation, it's a season to trade in some of that running, not all of it, some of it for walking or swimming. I've got a friend too. She's a triathlete and she loves swimming. She says it's so meditative. And I look at her, I'm going, you go girl, because it is so boring to me. But meditative for one person is boring to somebody else. You have to know you. The third thing that is most common that clients come to me with for a, I want a short-term, immediate goal to keep me motivated is they want to do a distance running race. And to get them race ready, that means for a season, we're going to have a training program that is designed specifically for that. They're not going to be spending time doing all these other things, but it is going to include a couple things you might not expect. Like number one, it's going to include some upper body strength training. And, and sometimes they're going to have the same reaction I did when this was something that I came to of why are we doing upper body strength training when I'm going to be running with my legs? So when I was in college, I was at Belmont University and was running cross country. My coach and my exercise phys director in our department, who was a big runner, they were like, okay, you need to do upper body strength training. It's a must. And I like strength training. So it wasn't a big deal for me. I was like, okay, great, but I don't understand why. And then they explained to me that there's this substance, which I had learned, been learning about in classes called lactic acid, that, you, that builds up in your legs as you go distance. And it's got to be used up somewhere in the body or it's going to cause a lot of soreness. Well, if you've been training your upper body, not so much that you build bulk that's going to be hard for you to carry around in the race, but just training it so that you've got some fatigue, your, your arm muscles, your chest and your back, or they're used to going to failure, they're used to using lactic acid, then your legs in the middle of this distance run has a place to shunt, to shuttle all of this lactic acid that can be used up. And I was like, okay, cool. It'll keep me from getting sore. I'm good. I'm there. If running racing is something that you're interested in for a period, you also really want to look at core strength, body alignment, and stretching work. And you do want to have at least about 25% of your training 
for stamina, be part, be something different, be cross-training, to go back to that term, be it's, you know, biking or swimming or something so that it's non-impact and you give your legs time to heal and to rest, to, to be used at a different angle in a different way, even while you're still training your cardiovascular system. So you can absolutely, if you want, you can do a general health fitness routine, upper and lower body core strength, do cardio of choice three to five days a week, or track your steps on uh, episode 46, fitness apps, are they friend or foe? That's a good one to go to, to think about how tracking your steps is good or maybe not helpful for you. Stretching daily, that would be another part of a general fitness routine. So if that is motivating for you, great. But for so many of you, because you're a busy professional, because you are goal-oriented and you have a, I, I want, what can I accomplish in the next two to three months? Using a periodization thought around designing your exercise, whether that's for adventure travel or stress relief or race running, or maybe it's something else. Feel free to reach out to me on that. I'll be glad to, to help you think through that. If, if it's having a general routine sounds monotonous, use this. Use periodization instead. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for this conversation to continue. So reach out to me on social. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Reach out to me. Email me, Sherry, S-H-E-R-I, at thevireolife.com, T-H-E-V-I-R-E-O, life.com. And let me know what your motivation is, what your immediate goal is that you're working toward or that you want to work toward. And if you've got questions, I'm here for you. I can't wait to talk with you in next week's episode after we've chatted on social media or email. Talk to you then. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.